Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. What if our spirit teachers or angels could contact us directly to help us find our way? Would you listen? Well, really, this is a corollary question to one I ask often. Will you listen to the guidance that you receive, whether it comes in the form of an inner knowing or a synchronistic occurrence or an inner voice or an angel? Stay tuned for a very special episode of Wisdom Talk Radio today, and you'll hear more about all of this. Hi, I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute. Head there to discover your creative advantage by taking the Creative Innovator Quiz. Find out your personal Creative Innovator style so you can open your creative flow and make everything in life easier. For visionaries, innovators, company founders, and product designers, even if you never call yourself any of those, optimize your ability to create more in less time while enjoying every minute. I'm really excited today to have Michael McAdams here with us. He has felt a sense of destiny and purpose in his, his entire life. He was brought up in the Pentecostal church and Michael's uncle was a fiery Pentecostal preacher. And although he has always felt more spiritual than religious, communication from the highest possible source has been his goal as he enables his mind to receive information and direction that allows him to help the greatest number of people. And he is here partly because uh, he and his, he has just published a book that he and his mother have been part of, An Angel Told Me So, and we're going to talk some about that as well. Welcome, Michael. I am really thrilled to have you here with Wisdom Talk Radio. Hi, Lori. I appreciate you having me on. Great. So tell us a little bit about An Angel Told Me So. This is the book you published of the messages and teachings that you and your mother, Wilma Jean Jones, received. How do you how do you understand that this came to be? Uh, Wilma Jean had received these messages and teachings for 22 years. She had received and thought most all of our life, like most of us are, we're spoken to. Mm -hmm. And in these messages and teachings, an angel told me so is the first of three volumes of a collection of messages and teachings dictated directly from spirit teachers from the other side dictated word for word through Wilma Jean, and she received these messages again for 22 years. Now you say from the other side, can you say a little bit about what you mean by that? Not on this physical plane. Mm -hmm. uh, as, uh, you know, as a faith-based, church-based, Bible-based people are, you know, we've read and learned and been taught about angels, archangels, guardian angels. People who are more spiritual in nature, they read and learn about spirit guides, spirit teachers, master teachers. They're the exact same thing as angels, just viewed from a different perspective. It's not new age. It's not anything against Bible teachings. But we 
inhabit these physical bodies. We ride around in these bodies the way we ride around in our cars. This is just a, a manner in which we can deal with this physical plane, this physical existence. And upon graduation, there is no death, it's just graduation. We then move to the spiritual plane. These spirit guides and spirit teachers that spoke through Wilma Jean are on that spiritual plane. Thank you. That That's really helpful. And that's a very clear way to, to speak about that. Um, and it's interesting, just uh, recently, um, I had the opportunity to interview Rupert Sheldrake, uh, who is a renowned biologist. So he was, he and, and Matthew Fox, who is um, uh, a very well-known um, minister and uh, theological theologian and writer, the two of them wrote a book about the physics of angels. Um, and so you get in there the whole science around angels, which is really interesting that, that now we're talking about it from this perspective. So what was the inspiration that you had for publishing the messages in this book or, or that, that uh, I'm not sure if it was you or Wilma Jean? Well, the messages themselves, she started receiving these messages in dedicated sessions in August of 1977. Again, she had received and thought, like most of us do, I have received messages and teachings uh, in thought that I have taken down, have been dictated to my mind. And on the back cover of the book, Wilma Jean had received a message that she felt was confirmation she should put these messages in a book. But she was a little hesitant. The volume one of the book is pretty much all personal messages to Wilma Jean and myself. Mm -hmm. As these messages and teachings continued, it's like they started spreading the word on the other side that they had found a willing receptacle in Wilma. And higher teachers started moving in, giving even deeper and heavier messages. A lot of the messages were given as general teachings, not necessarily addressed to Wilma Jean or myself. Mm -hmm. But when Wilma was led to sit down in these sessions, she had set up an electric typewriter in her kitchen. And she said that when she was led to receive, she would go in, sit down, light a candle, say a prayer, because you are opening your mind. Mm -hmm. And she said that she would see three or four words just float in and hang there in her mind, and they would not go away until she typed them. Once she typed those three or four words, they would just fade away, and three or four more would show up. And that's how she received these messages and teachings over this 22-year period. Wow, that's quite quite wonderful to hear about that because of how willing she was to receive and to make herself available. And it would take normally in a session where she would receive a message for her and a message for me in the same session, it would take three to four hours at, at these, you know, these three, four words at a time. It would take her three to four hours to get both messages. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these messages are single space typed, no paragraphs. I have divided the messages and teachings into paragraphs for ease of reason, reading and understanding in the book. But another interesting thing is these spirit teachers knew how much paper she had and repeatedly on a full page, single space typed message where Wilma Jean would hold her margin down the left side, type all the way to the right hand edge and many times hyphenate when it wasn't necessarily grammatically correct. Mm 
the spirit teachers would put the last word of the message so tight in the bottom right-hand corner of the paper, all you could get was a period. <laughs> I love that. How because could you do that? Well, you know, that's my experience of the way in which the energies work and, and is very practically. <laughs> It's an amazing body of material just just to read it alone. And these messages in teaching, even though, again, in volume one, they were pretty much all personal messages to Wilma Jean and myself. It's like these messages are woven with a universal thread. Mm -hmm. And everyone who has read these messages have said, well, this sounds like what I'm dealing with. This sounds like they're talking to me. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, I said, when you get the book, Read each message once as it was given for Wilma Jean and given for me. Then read that same message again as if it's being presented for you and see what hits. Right. And it's amazing what hits. So tell us, what are some of those um, universal principles that the teachers weave into their messages? These, these spirit teachers repeatedly refer to themselves in first person. I mean, this is, this is real personal communication. Mm -hmm. uh, phrases, we feel, we believe, we advise, our view encompasses more than your view can comprehend. I mean, it's the way they speak. Mm -hmm. The message, actually, the message that she received that's on the back cover of the book, may I share that with your audience? Certainly, go ahead. And this was when she was working in the kitchen one day and the words started to come into her mind and she picked up a piece of paper and wrote this out in longhand. And they said, emptiness, emptiness is part of fulfillment. Let your resources fill the void left so that distinction of your purpose can be found. Expression is always self-explanatory. Therefore, look inside and anchor all your beliefs beside those still waters that will take away your troubled view and renew your strength to recapture that which was lost, but is now found to be adequate to pursue the course set before you. And as you reconcile your being to represent those qualities that have been left intact, God will see to it that all those circumstances have been trying to say the least, your weariness will disappear as clouds once removed, allow the sun to shine to dispel the gloom and darkness that has pervaded your countenance, and as once described before, a token of this presence will be deposited to your account and books recorded in his name. Mm, that is really beautiful, Michael. Thank you. What are some of the other uh, universal principles that uh, you have experienced woven into these messages? The messages themselves are definitely Christian in nature. They reference God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit repeatedly. They uh, talk about how we're not alone and that we're led, directed, um, brought together. Uh, one of the messages uh, on, on my website, spiritspeaks.com, uh, at the top of the website, there is a television interview that Wilma Jean gave uh, in Cincinnati. And posted on her television interview is a sneak peek from volume two of the book, which will be out this fall. And this was the only time in a session where two different spirit teachers moved in in the same session, gave two different messages and signed two different names. And it was obvious that the second teacher's message was a different teacher than the first because the whole cadence and phrasing of the message is different. 
But these second, this second teacher's message, uh, the, these messages either end with a gorgeous tagline or a beautiful last paragraph. And the last paragraph of this second teacher's message really sums up what their teachings are. May I share this real quickly with your audience? Um, if it's really short. It is. You are not as sheep herded here and there, but you are likened into the lamb that is cared for individually, nourished and loved until the full and total development allows it to be master of itself. So is man so kept and denied only those things that would not in the long run nourish his spirit. God is all wise and loving in his dispensations. We are not to judge the workings of our father, nor are we to judge each other. Work always to improve your own beings, for in the end time, there lies your soul with all the nourishment that you have given it, totally dependent upon the outcome of your intentions. That message was signed, your loving spiritual teacher. And I can imagine that uh, even though a lot of the messages may be Christian in, in tone, that if, if one is willing to read them from an open perspective and to just receive them as what is the energy of this message and how, how could I use this for my own well-being, for my own nourishment and forward direction? Well, I agree. And a, a lot of them, as long as I have read these messages and teachings, which is over 30 years, I have to read many of the paragraphs more than once just to get the full meaning out of the paragraph. These are extremely deep and heavy teachings and very personal for whoever reads them. Well, when you say heavy, that makes me think heavy. And I don't think you mean it that way. I think you mean they're profound, perhaps? I agree. Yes. Not like gravity. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're not, they're not light little fluff. No, not at all. So, Michael, can you share a little of how these messages have really helped you in your life? I mean, tell us, tell us a story about you that where these messages have been have moved you from one direction to a different direction? Well, I, like you said at the beginning, I've, I've been more spiritual than religious my, almost my entire life. And I went through a period, I did psychic readings with a group in Cincinnati called Psychic World. I did psychometry, could hold rings, watches, keys, anything that carried a person's vibration. And I would get messages for those people. I had a legal tablet. I didn't pump them for information. I would just ask them their first name and I would begin to receive. And the, the peace of mind, knowing that we're not alone, that anyone who is a sincere seeker of truth, who wants to know who we are, why we're here and where we go from here. And for anyone who has, has wondered or asked for proof you know, that we are not alone and that this physical existence is, is not the end. Not only is this, these messages and teachings, not only are they proof that a spiritual realm exists outside this physical plane, but here are communications in the form of these messages and teachings dictated directly from the spirit teachers that inhabit the realm. It's a very comforting, um, confident knowledge to have and to be able to reference these messages and teachings. I have a number of people uh, who have told me that when they bought the book, 
that they keep it beside their bedside. One lady in particular I'm thinking about. And she said she has little pieces of paper that marks various messages that she likes to reread over and over again that pertain to what she's dealing with. Mm-hmm. But for you personally, Michael, not, not for your clients, not for the people you've read for, not for the people you've known, how has this, what has this meant for you? I've been on a path for a long time, and this is more reinforcement, reinforcement and confirmation. I think that's the best way I can phrase it. Reinforcement and confirmation that this, this physical existence is temporary, and it gives you the confidence to go forward and to do whatever it is. I'm on, like the Blues Brothers, I'm on a mission from God. And <laughs> yes. This is, uh, this is my mission. Uh, messenger to, of spiritual to share this, truth. To share this. This is what you mean by being, you know, this is your mission, to, to be yeah. that messenger. That's true. Yeah, and I understand that, that, that sense, that feeling of, of being a messenger. Um, I, 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 whatever reason, work with often with people who feel like they have a message to share. And for some, it may not be as spiritually sounding, and yet it's that it's still that carries that same um, energy and commitment, which I hear in you that I'm going to do this no matter what. Well, the messages and teachings are the, the heart of the book themselves. So all three of these, these books, these three series, mm -hmm. the, the books in the three series. And I'm, I just weave a narrative. I, I just weave a narrative between what was going on between the messages themselves, but the teachings, the messages and teachings are, are so personal and relevant to what people are going through that I, I've, I've talked to many people that said that, that they just can't believe how they feel when they read these and how it's opened their eyes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's not just the words, it's the energy that's there too. I'm very aware of that in, as I read them. Um, I agree. Why do you think that this happened for Wilma Jean and for you? I had gotten into the material like this first. Wilma Jean was a lot more religious than I was. Mm -hmm. uh, her grandmother, or her mother, my grandmother was called to the ministry when she was 30 years old. And I remember when I was young that my grandmother would receive uh, sermons dictated to her mind that she said she would write down and, and she would preach in church. Mm -hmm. And she had also received words to songs that she would put to music. And I remember being young that she would always say that God had spoken to her heart, which is the way most religious people will interpret anything that they receive. Mm -hmm. Spiritual people realize that there are spirit guides and spirit teachers that, that speak to us deal with us, help us, and that this information can be received. And if you're just willing to have an open mind, you are, you know, if you ask, you shall receive, but it takes a positive action on your part to ask and to put yourself into a mental state of being able to receive. But you also have to establish a filter, a filter of protection. There is evil and negativity floating around out there. It doesn't have to exist for you, but just like we have filters on our cars, you have a filter that you establish that will protect you and allow, not allow anything that's not of a positive nature to come through. 
Thank you for speaking to that. I, I find that very important. Um, when I am teaching people how to connect with that truth in their own heart, and you know, to, to you said your um, grandmother's felt it as God's speaking to her heart, whatever it is, and I just think of it as energies, uh, whatever way the energies speak to one's heart, we do need to have that sense of discernment. You're talking about it as a filter, and I, I, I really appreciate that. And, and I know that we can ask for the highest vibration of truth so that it's, we're not bringing in those psychic realms and we're right. going directly. And it's like an aura of protection. You know, people, people, there are people that can see auras, and you are establishing an aura of protection around your being. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm sure you deal with affirmations. People teach and, and share affirmations. And it's, it's been so long ago, I don't remember when this one was given to me. But I remember this came into my mind. And it said, let no thoughts, ideas, or information be made known to my mind that does not come from God or his direct representatives. And that is my filter. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a beautiful filter. And it lays it out there and says, this is it. This is, I'm going for, I'm going for that direct connection. I'm not wanting to stop in between and entertain these other entities. And it really is a direct connection. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, this is not superficial. This is real. And these spirit teachers, spirit guides, uh, people, uh, a number of people ask, are they really angels? And I have, have spoken with people and I said, well, don't get too hung up on angels themselves. Mm -hmm. A tremendous amount of these messages are signed with the name of the spirit teachers that have presented the messages. But in the, in the full 22 years that these sessions lasted, none of the messages were signed, your guardian angel or your loving angelic host. They were all signed, your spirit guide, your spirit teachers, uh, Wilma Jean received a message to her that was signed, your spiritual counterpart. Hmm. I have received messages to me that were signed, your spirit brothers, your spirit light. Mm -hmm. the, um, a myriad of different beings have come together to share these messages and teachings, uh, some signed, some unsigned, but all with unique and extremely relevant teachings that could not have possibly come from anywhere except a spiritual realm. And Michael, do you have a sensing of why the, the spiritual realm wishes to communicate these messages to us? Each of us has an innate ability, an ability that we're born with. We all have this ability to communicate with spirit guides, spirit teachers, angels, if you will, from the other side. We're born with it. But life gets in the way. Yeah, but that's not what I'm asking. I'm, I'm asking a different question, Michael. And I'll, we'll go back to that if I can interrupt you for a moment. Sure. I'm asking, what's your sensing is of why the spirit energies, these, these spirit teachers wish to communicate with us? What is their purpose in this? Their joy is in our recognition of their existence. And they can't do anything on this side, in this physical plane, except through us. 
They can't do anything on their own. They can't make anything happen. It has to be done through physical beings on this physical plane. They need us as much as we need them. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really important point because I, the, the idea of taking action, the reality of taking action, when we, when we get direction, uh, it, if we don't take action, if we just sit with it and say, well, I've got this great idea or I've been inspired and we don't take action, nothing happens. And so I, I, I love that you're bringing in that idea that they need us as much as we need them. It is a co-creative activity. And people are so wrapped up in this physical existence. A lot of people don't take the time to listen to their thoughts. Mm -hmm. Incoming thoughts have a different feel in your mind than a thought that you think. Mm. And people, they, they get in their cars. First thing they do is turn on the radio. They come home from work. They either turn on music or turn on the TV. Life is distracting. We all know that. But there is a feeling, a subtle feeling, a difference between a thought that's incoming and a thought that you think that once you recognize it and can differentiate that, you will know when you're being spoken to. Ah, that's that's um, really going into what I was going to ask you next. And I love that. Uh, and I want to highlight that, which is about incoming thoughts have a different feeling than the kind of thoughts that we normally have. And by incoming thoughts, you're really meaning in thoughts that are being presented to us um, from, from that other realm. I, exactly. And, and they don't necessarily have to be profound thoughts. Mm-hmm. Test the spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're told to test the spirit. And it could be something simple uh, as the parking spot angel. If you've seen the movie Michael with John Travolta, they laugh and joke about the parking spot angel, which, which, tends to work if you ask for a parking place. Mm-hmm. But I, I use the example, my dad had retired to Bradington down in Florida. And I drive from Ohio to Florida down I-75, about 13 hours straight through. And I would drive by myself uh, many times with the radio turned off, just cruising along. Georgia's a five and a half hour state down I-75. Mm-hmm. Sp- speed limit is 70. They'll give you 10. <laughs> they may not give you 11, but they'll give you 10. So I had crews set on 80, nice flat, no traffic, cruising along, not really thinking about anything. And a thought came into my mind and it said, I'd slow down up ahead if I were you. I glanced in my rearview mirror. I didn't see anything, but I reached up, tapped the cruise, shut the cruise off and let the car coast down to about 72. Topped a little rise in the freeway and there sat a Georgia State Highway, State Highway Patrol. Mm. Now, whether or not he would have pulled out after me at 80, normally if, if they see that you see them and you tap the brakes and, you know, you're, you're saying, yeah, I see you. I know you're there. I'm being okay. Normally they won't. But just the fact that I was, that I was advised and I was obedient. And once I got past him, got out of sight, ran it back up to 80, set the cruise. And I said out loud in the car, I said, thank you, spirit. Mm. And thank you, Spirit, was one of Wilma Jean's most favorite sayings as she would receive even small stuff or, 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 you know, more pertinent information. She would always acknowledge, and I think that's important for people to do 
once you recognize and differentiate the thoughts that you receive versus the thoughts that you think, be sure to thank spirit for taking the time as these spirit teachers took their time and made the effort to reach out to Wilma and presented all of these messages and teachings over this 22 year period. Yes. Yes. And thank you for that, Michael, that, that is so important to have that feeling of gratitude and to actually express it. Thank you for what you've just given me. Thank you for what I've received. Uh, there's a, there's an exchange in that, that I think is, uh, is quite profound. I agree. And the more you acknowledge it, the more you recognize it and you acknowledge it and you let them know you appreciate it, they are more, more than willing to share as much as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. The problem with life on this physical plane is that among the gifts from God we've been given, the gift of life, uh, the, the a soul, personality, we have this pesky little thing called free will. <laughs> and we are able to accept or reject any information that comes to us. And if we reject any information that's shared, like I wouldn't buy that car if I were you, uh, I would look for another companion if I were you, that's not the job for you. Uh, you don't really want to do this. And, and we, you know, we say, okay, fine. I'm going to do it anyhow. Yes. You can't tell me what to do. And we normally ignore this advice at our own peril. That's the personal will versus God's will. And, uh, it, you know, I, I teach a lot about or talk a lot about surrender. And that's that sense of surrender being that willingness to, to receive the guidance and to recognize that you're not lessened by that, but indeed you're, you're brought, you're elevated by that. You're brought to a place where you get to co-create, even if it's what you're going to have for dinner that night. That's true. So I, as we start to um, wind up here, I would love for you, if you would, to suggest to people the ways that they might access their own angels their own spiritual teachers in the silence you will receive. And unless you can quiet your mind and give some time to receiving, then you're too busy to, to be worried about it. You're too busy to think about it. I um, was on a publisher's website. How much time do we have? Well, just, just, it's fine. Go ahead. All right. I was on a publisher's website when I was looking for a publisher for the book. And this particular publisher asked a number of questions about your work. And one of the questions they asked was, what makes your material unique? Why would anyone want to read this? And I thought, well, that's a really good question. And I'm, I was sitting right where I'm sitting now at my computer. And I didn't really ask. I just relaxed my mind. And these words, an answer to this question came into my mind. May I share this quickly with your audience? Mm -hmm, sure. This is the answer that I was given. The uniqueness of any material is in the manner in which it touches the soul. An open and searching mind pulls the soul and the body in which it inhabits onward and upward with hunger and determination in its quest for spiritual nourishment, ever mindful that the path upon which we walk is the path toward God. Lives lived, experiences endured, goals accomplished, and loved ones lost are all encounters upon that path. 
Strive always for the highest possible communication with our Heavenly Father. Believe in yourself as the Father within you is guiding, leading, directing, and comforting you upon this journey that we call life. Blessings be upon you as you walk your chosen pathway. Wow. Thank you. And that was given as an answer to that question. Uh, never heard from that publisher again. <laughs> I still had to find, I still had to find my own publisher, but I, I, like I said, I've printed that up and I will use that in a future volume of the book. Absolutely. Absolutely. And because I, I am someone that um, is very much about how, what the inner silence can give to you, I really appreciate what you're offering. So where can people go for more information and to um, get the book that has published, An Angel Told Me So, and the ones that are upcoming? Uh, the website is spiritspeaks.com. And the uh, book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, and Nook. Uh, there's the television interview that Wilma Jean gave posted on the um, website, uh, Sneak Peek from Volume 2. And if anyone would be interested in receiving a copy of that Sneak Peek from Volume 2 with the messages from the Two Spirit Teachers, I have a contact page on my website. And if they just mention that they heard this conversation on your show, I would be happy to share that message and let them get a feel for uh, what they're going to receive in Volume 1. An That's Angel Told Me So is the mm -hmm. title of the book, and there will be three volumes. Oh, that's very generous. Thank you very much, Michael. I appreciate that. So thank you for all of your wisdom, for uh, what, you're, what you're doing in the world. I thank you for that and for what you uh, have brought to us here today. Thank you very much, Michael McAdams. Thank you, Lori, for having me. And I appreciate your allowing me to share this information with your audience. And thank you for being with us today at Wisdom Talk Radio. Remember to join us here regularly for more wisdom, discovery, and illumination. And that you can find us on your favorite place to listen to podcasts. If you've enjoyed listening today, if there's something you've received and discovered, leave us a review. Because that helps more people to access the wisdom and to transform the world. And if you would like to go even more deeply in a personal kind of way into the exploration of what silence can offer to you, I will be doing a Terea Meditation Virtual Weekend Intensive, in Inspiration into Action. And that's happening August 15th to 16th. And it's virtual, so you can join from anywhere in the world. And I will put the link for this into um, into the show notes. So I would look forward to you being there, joining me there. And otherwise, for all other things, including the quiz, find me, Laurie Seymour, over at thebacainstitute.com. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.